0: Hey guys, aren't you glad you slowed down long enough to come in today? Isn't that a good thing? Man, thanks to uh, Paul, thanks to our worship team. Appreciate you guys for uh, leading us like that and for everybody being able to uh, participate. We're just so glad that you were here. If this is your first time with us, uh, we're doing something different today. We've changed things around. We've kind of gone back pre-COVID where we have come together here uh, first. We're going to be breaking out in a little bit for some small group studies. We hope you'll be able to, to stay around for that, if you took your children to the lobby, we ask that you please go pick them up when we're done. Um, not, not with this, you can, but they're going to be taken to class after their Kids Praise time, and you can pick them up after those small group studies are are over. We appreciate you um, taking them out there so that they can enjoy, and, and what's scheduled for them for Kids Praise, they're gonna have man, they're going to have a great time. Hey, look, I had... Uh, When you guys were coming in, I had had uh, Will ask you to write down on your bulletin, if you could go back and tell your high school self one thing, what would it be, right? What would it be? Maybe you weren't in here. Maybe you were out there, you know, at the altar of the donuts, and you were there enjoying, and it was a little late for you coming in. I want you to think, what is the one thing that you would tell your high school self if you could go back and tell your high school self, okay? You got that? Now I want you to um, look at the person next to you and just share what it is. Share what you wrote down. Share what's on your mind. What do you wish you knew when you were in high school? Some of you are sitting near your kids and you're going, I am not going to share with them what I, what I wish I knew when I was in high school. Now. Uh, You know, maybe you would like to go back and tell your high school self that that date that you took to the prom is not gonna be your soulmate. Right, wouldn't that be a good thing to have uh, known? (laughs) Of course, some of you are like, really? What? Or on a more serious note, maybe that not being hungover is better than being drunk. Be something good to go tell them. Or how about this? Uh, The ABC song and Twinkle Twinkle are the same tune. You ready? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, twinkle, twinkle, little. How old were you when you found that out, right? You were this day old. That's great. Glad we could do that for you today. You know, I think each of us, as we get older, we mature hopefully and we reach a season in life where we just look around and and we see our existence from a different type of, of perspective. And But it would really be cool if we could somehow go back in time to our younger self without disrupting the space-time continuum and, 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 you know, give some advice. So I googled this and found out there are 337 million responses to Google when you say, hey, what should I tell my high school self? And the answers range from thoughtful to humorous. Don't romanticize the future so much. Life's too short to care about what other people think. Don't compare yourself to others. Embrace change. Diversify your skill set. Network even when you don't want to. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Here's a good one. High school popularity doesn't really matter that much. All of a sudden, everyone's like, oh yeah, right? How about lay off the bangs in the hairspray? I'm not going to ask who needs to be told that but, or who needed to. Or, or this one. Good advice, go to college to find your bridesmaids, not your husband. Wear sunscreen. Your mom is almost always right. Take naps. Don't bleach and frost your hair. My mom used to do that all the time, frost your hair, you know, and uh, she and uh, a good friend of hers, they were known as the Frosted Flakes at church. So that was, yeah, she and Miss Vicki Griffith, they were, they were the Frosted Flakes, yeah. Be nice to people. How about this, that mustache and mullet were not as cool as you thought, right? Tim Evans. Uh, uh, By the way, Tim and Shelly are gonna be teaching, uh, they're gonna be co-teaching a marriage uh, class here and Tim wore a special mustache. If you go to their class, be sure to ask about that and uh, be sure to find out Shelly's feelings about this mustache and it's gonna be great. Start your 401k immediately. Don't get a credit card until you know how to use one, which might be never. You don't have to do what everyone else does. I like this one. That person who breaks your heart, the one that you swear with every breath you will never get over, you will. Yeah, you will. Guys, at one point in time, I think we all wish we could go back and share something. If we just knew then as much as we know now, but unless we're able to to get that DeLorean up to 88 miles per hour and generate, generate 1.21 gigawatts of power in the flux capacitor is just not going to happen. And look, I'm not Michael J. Fox, and I can't go back to the future. And even though I can't go and speak to the younger me, my, my position here within our church family here as one of the ministers allows me to pass on advice to our church family that I wish I could tell my younger self. So over the next few weeks, here's what we're going to do. While many are preparing to graduate and get married and start a new job or maybe quit an old one, what we're going to do, we're going to consider some wisdom for whatever comes next. Okay, wherever you are in your stage of life, wherever it is, whatever is on the horizon, we're going to try to give you some wisdom when it comes to to whatever is coming. So before you go, before you go, I think it's important that you understand you will not always know where you are going. You're not always going to know. What should you major in? Don't know. What job should you apply for? Don't know. Where where am I gonna go live? Don't know. What school district should we choose? Don't know. Who should we date? Who should we marry? Should I date or should I marry at all? I don't know. How about taking early retirement? Where is all this headed? What's going to happen? And the answer is we don't know. We don't always know where we're going. And so as you begin this journey, you just need to go ahead and accept the fact that there are going to be times where, where your clarity is going to be replaced by just these seasons of confusion. And it can be especially easy to become frustrated when you are friends with people that have everything figured out, right? You guys know that person. The person that has known exactly what they wanted to do with their life since they were three years old. The person that is on year number six of their 10-year plan right? You know that person. And if you are that person, a lot of people do not like you, We just want you to know. We're trying to be real and just be up front with you. I mean, some of you just had trouble choosing donuts today. (laughs) Do I want glazed? Do I want chocolate? Do I want sprinkles? I don't know what to do. Sometimes you get in trouble when it comes to ordering your coffee. Actually, I guess I should say that probably be better if if you were more in life like the way that you order your coffee, now look, I'm not a coffee drinker because I'm a Christian, um, but, but I, have noticed, I have noticed that coffee drinkers, man, you guys, you've got your go-to coffee concoction, and, and heaven help the, the nice barista who cannot get your order right. You want a grande in a venti cup, 20 pumps of vanilla, 20 pumps of hazelnut, 109 degree whole milk, add whip, extra caramel drizzle, latte, right? I mean, some of you people are just nuts. You really are. But you're predictable. And you wish that you had a life that was as predictable as your coffee order. But you're not always going to know which path to take. You're not always going to know which path to take in order to reach your destination. And let me tell you this, sometimes you're not even going to know what your destination is. But if that's you, if that's any of you guys that are sitting over here, any of you guys to my left, you're in good company. I want you to see what it says in Hebrews chapter 11. It says, By faith, Abraham... When called to go to a place, he would later receive as his inheritance. He obeyed and went, even though, get this, he did not know where he was going. He didn't know where he was going. Abraham was the first millennial. He was, he didn't know. He had no idea, but but he went anyway. Now look, if you've never seen this verse, or even if you have, this is one of those verses that needs to be highlighted in your Bible. You need to highlight it there on your phone, you need to use your app, you need to make sure that it shows up bright because this is a verse that is relevant to so many people because more often than not, we just feel like Alice and we ask, which way should I go from here? And there's many a Cheshire cat that would say, well, that depends a good deal on where you want to go. Now, Alice didn't really care where she ended up but more often than not, you and I do. We care, we just don't know. And so we get stressed out about choosing the right college and picking the right major because if we choose poorly, we fret over which job to take and which job to walk away from because after all, the average person is going to change jobs 12 times in their lifetime. What if you only change 11, right? What if you made a change and that's going to be change number 13? You're going to raise the average. Which way do you go indeed? And how about, do you get married? Do you start a family? How do you know the right one and when that right one comes along? According to brides.com, I don't read that often, but I went there this week. According to brides.com, the average age of a first-time marriage is 29 for the woman and 30 for men. And that's an increase of nearly a decade over the past century. There's not necessarily a rush these days to put a ring on it. In fact, in recent years in the United States, multiple studies have shown evidence that each of the five traditional milestones of adulthood, completing school and, and leaving home, becoming financially independent, marrying and having children, all of these are being pushed to a later and later date. We don't all know exactly where we're going. And here's what you need to hear this morning it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to know right now. You don't have to know. Because as a Christian, you've been called to be faithful to God, not a life map. That's where your faithfulness is. That's where your trust is. And even if you can't see that final destination, even if you wonder where all of these turns and and, and crooks and crannies are taking you, your commitment and your faithfulness is to God. You see, Abraham's faith in God was greater than his fear of the unknown. He didn't know where he was going, but he knew who was going with him. Author Max Licato tells the story of a mother who really didn't like the thought of her son going off to first grade and walking to school by himself. But he said, look, I'm just too grown up to go with mom. And besides, he explained, I can walk with a friend. And so mom did the best she could to stay calm and every day before he would walk out the door She would sit down with her son and she would read the 23rd Psalm with him And one day she came up with an idea So she asked one of the neighbors who she knew always went out with a stroller with with her newborn If she would just walk at a good safe distance away from her perfect first first grader and his friend and, And make sure that they would get to school on time and make sure everything would go okay Well, after a few days, the little friend noticed the lady and the child who always seemed to follow them to school. So the friend asked the young boy, do you know who this woman is that follows us to school? And sure, he said, that's Shirley Goodnest and her daughter Marcy. Who? Well, my mom reads about them in the 23rd Psalm every morning. She says, Shirley Goodnest and Marcy will follow me all the days of my life and I guess I'm just going to have to get used to them. Yeah, and guys, you better get used to it as well. You see, you're not just heading off to college. You're not just starting a new job. You're not just going into marriage. You're not doing any of these things alone. Wherever you go, God is already there, and he has been preparing things for you. So let me encourage you before you go to look intently for him. I want you to look for God. God. Don't miss him because you become so focused on classes or a project or a deadline or a relationship or some life map and all of a sudden you miss what God is doing right here and right now. I want you to look for God in the scriptures that you have known since your youth. I want you to look for God in the nature that surrounds you as you walk to class. I'd love for you to look for God in the eyes of those who struggle more than you do. In fact, I would want you to encourage you I want to encourage you to decide right now that one of the first things you're going to do when you get to college or when you get to that town that you're moving to for your new job, the first thing that you're going to do, you're going to find a group of God watchers and you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to watch God with you. Yeah, you need to align yourself with a community of God watchers. Choose to spend your time with others who are consistently watching for and listening for God. And we're going to talk more about this for next week, but, but you guys, you just need to be with others who have their eyes on the Lord. And, and that's why I appreciate the, the young adult population that we have here within our church family. Many of you have, have moved here to town recently, and, and you've come to be a part of, of what God is doing here, and you're looking here for encouragement, and you're looking here for service and trying to be energized for your spiritual walk, and I'm so grateful that you've made that decision. And if you're going to be leaving us soon, I want you to make that same decision. Wherever it is that you go, it's more important than anything else that you're going to do. Guys, let your faith remind you. Let your faith remind you that God's got this. And God has got you. In fact, why don't we say that out loud? Will you do that? Here on the count of three. One, two, three. God's got this. Now let's do this one. One, two, three. Ready? God's got this. God's got. God's got. God's got. Allow your faith in God to be greater than your fear of the unknown. I mean, after all, and maybe this is the most important thing that I've learned over the last few years. Where God guides, God provides. It's true. And I wish I could bring Abraham up here right now to talk to you about this truth. I would love for him to be able to come here and tell you, Tell you about the time that he and his nephew Lot had to separate due to the number of cattle that they had. He would share how Lot chose what appeared to be the choice land, the most promising section of the land. That's at least how it appeared. But in the end, it brought him nothing but grief. While Abraham, though, he trusted that God would bless him no matter which area of the land that he settled, as long as he was listening to the Lord. So he set up his tent in an area that was called Canaan. Abraham would warn you that. It He would warn you that if in order to to achieve the best, if in order to achieve the best job or the best friends or the best party invites, if in order to have these things, you must place yourself in closer proximity to the wickedness, then it's not worth the trade-off. He would tell you that where God guides, God provides. You know, I'd love it if Abraham could be here this morning to tell you about how he and his wife, they were unable to have children, it appeared. And now that they both laughed when God said, "Look, you're going to be parents." And that laughter though, it turned to cynicism. And they attempted to fulfill the promise through other means, causing them and others nothing but grief. But he would tell us that when that boy of promise was fully born, they named him Laughter as a reminder that where God guides, God truly does provide. Now I think that he would warn each of us not to get in such of a hurry to achieve what we so desperately want that we would be willing to sacrifice our own character and hurt others in the process. You know, if Abraham could be here, I think he would want to tell you about the day God asked him to take that boy, that boy that had filled his tent with all of that laughter. God told him to take him to a high mountain and there to offer him as a sacrifice. Abraham would tell you that in his day and time, the action of child sacrifice was not uncommon. And he assumed that if God had blessed him with this child already, that he could bless him again with this same child. That somehow he would be able to restore life to what was dead. He would tell you how that God provided a ram for that sacrifice and how he and his son left the mountain that day and how they went back home and they went back and they told Miss Sarah, hey, where God guides, God provides. He would talk about how he named the place that they went, God my provider. I think he would tell you that there's going to be times when God and his commands don't make sense. But that even then God can still be trusted. The Apostle Paul would write about Abraham. We read it earlier, I want us to look at it again. He said Abraham was fully convinced that God, that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And Paul would then go on to say when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It is recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus from the dead. Guys, I can't bring Abraham to the stage this morning, but I could bring some of his descendants, and I will over the next couple of weeks. Men and women who, like Abraham, have believed in the promises of God. Let's try something this morning. You know, if if you've learned through life that where God guides, God provides, would you do something for our kids that are in here? Would you just stand up right now so that before our kids go, they can see a visual reminder of God's faithfulness? If you have found out in your life that where God guides, God provides, would you just stand up because you've lived that You've lived it because you know that there are times you didn't know the answer to the questions. You didn't know where you were going to go. You didn't know who you were going to marry. You didn't know what was going to take place. Guys, look at this. This is a room of faithfulness. This is a room saying, guess what? You can trust God. It's not just words from parents and grandparents. It's words from followers of Jesus Christ. Guys, have a seat. See, here's the deal this morning. All these people that were standing up, This whole message has been about God's faithfulness. You see, Abraham obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going because Abraham trusted not in his own faithfulness but in God's. And you need to know that before you go. You see, there's this nagging thought as we prepare to go on our journey that it just builds up inside of each of us and we begin to say to ourselves, you know what, what if I can't trust like Abraham? Now I'm afraid that my fear is going to overcome my faith. I'm concerned that once I leave, I'm going to choose poorly. And, I'm, and if I go the wrong way, if I, if I say yes when I should have said no, or if I say no when I should have said yes, I'm just afraid that one day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be far from God. And look, I'm not going to mislead you. I'm not going to tell you guys that there's never a moment in your future where there's going to come a time where you wake up one day and realize, you know what? I'm not the man, I'm not the young woman that God has called me to be. But I am going to tell you this. The Apostle Paul once wrote to a young friend of his named Timothy and said, this is a trustworthy saying. If we are unfaithful, God remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. Look at that. If we are unfaithful, God remains faithful. In church, some of you have lived it. Some of you have lived it. Some of you are living it right now. You know the truth of this passage. And there's something that we all need to know. Ultimately, our relationship with God depends on his faithfulness more than it depends on ours. You need to hear this. Because there's something that wells up inside of us that says, I've got to be perfect, and I've got to do it right, and I've got to make the right decision the first time, and I can't go off the path, and I can't make a mistake. And some of us, that's been the life lesson that we have heard, and we've grown up with that, and we feel like that if we ever step off the path, if we ever step out of line, that for some reason God no longer will be faithful to us. And I want you to know it's a lie. Your relationship with God depends more on God's faithfulness than yours. You're not always going to know where to go. But don't worry. Where God guides, God provides. And he is faithful. Scripture says he's faithful and he will strengthen you and he will protect you from the evil one. Maybe you need to write that down, 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 3. Guys, you don't have to wake up one day far from God. You, you don't have to buy into that urban myth and legend that says, you know what, when I go off to college or when I graduate from college and I move off and I start my life and I get my job and I start my family, you don't have to buy into that myth that says, you know what, I, I can just go and do what I want to and I, I don't have to live for God and I'm just going to sow my wild oats You don't have to wake up one day far from God. You can go to the campus and you can go to the job and you can go into that next season in life and you can be a powerful ambassador for Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. Because God is faithful and he has promised he will strengthen you and he will protect you from the evil one. So don't buy into lies that says, hey, you've gone off and you've left home. That means everything goes and it's just going to happen and you're just going to fall off a cliff somehow. You don't have to wake up far from God. But if you do, if one day you find yourself saying, man, I promised him, I promised him that I would be with him, but you know what? I left a long time ago. And I promised that I would be near him, but lately I've just been keeping my distance. If that's you, if that's you in the future or if that is you right here this morning, whether you're in this room or watching us online, we're told that if we confess our sins, that he is faithful. He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So guys, don't, don't leave here this morning worried about where you've been or where you're going. God is already there. Instead, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will keep your paths straight. And guys, if you do that, then one day you're going to be able to tell your younger self, you know what, the preacher was right. The preacher was right. I didn't always know where I was going, but I trusted God. And where God guided, God provided. Because God is faithful. And guys, that's important for you to know before you go. Will you join me in prayer? Father, there's a lot of transition that's happening right now. There's a lot of things that are just speeding up right now in all of our lives as we, are, as we are rushing ahead almost halfway through with this year. And Father, we're excited about those who are getting ready to graduate. We are excited about those who are engaged and their weddings coming up and their new job opportunities. Father, there are people who are planning different moves right now but there's a lot that's just unsure. There's a lot that's just still up in the air because we don't always know and we can't always see what's out there. We know that you've called us to be faithful. We know that you've called us to follow you and to to put you first and to put your kingdom first wherever it is that we go. But Father, it's just difficult sometimes because the fear ends up welling up inside of us. Lord, help us know before we go that even though we cannot always see where we're going, that you will provide. You will provide. Just like you provided for Abraham in his obedience and even in his disobedience, you will provide for us. And Father, remind us that you have been, that you have been faithful throughout everything and that you have promised to continue to be faithful to us. Allow us to know that it is never too late, that we have never walked too far, that there has never been a time where where because of decisions that we have made that you have lost your faith in us. Father, restore our faith in you this morning. Help us to know before we go from this place that you are faithful. Father, we confess to you now that we, that we are not always the people, the children that you desire for us to be. And Father, we ask that as we leave this place that we would be able to walk in a way that would bring honor and glory to you. But first, Father, we ask that you strengthen us, that you restore the spirit within us, that you allow us to see you more often so that we might be able to continue our journey. Father, I'm thankful for each and every person who is here this morning, for those who are, who are watching us online, for those who are listening later on. We're all on a journey We're all on a journey that you are a part of. Open our eyes so that we might know that you are close. May we see you in our life. And Father, may others see you living through us. Wherever it is that you are guiding us, Father, we thank you now for providing. We thank you for your faithfulness. In the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Church, I appreciate your your time and your attention. We're going to sing another song together. And this is one of those songs that comes after a lesson like this because we need to be able to celebrate the faithfulness of God, right? We need to be able to celebrate the faithfulness of God and how he said, look, I'll provide for you. I'm going to be there. You don't have to worry. You don't have to turn around. You don't have to be so confused. And so we're going to celebrate that together. And I hope that as we are singing, you're going to be revived as we have already been talking about. But I want you to know that if you need to come before this church family to say, you know what, I would love for this body to be in prayer for me because of the journey that I'm on, we want to offer you that opportunity. And we want you to know that there's going to be one of our elders in our prayer room that's in our lobby. If you just need some private time to go and to have a conversation, to be a part of a time of prayer and maybe of some study together, we want you to take advantage of that. And maybe God's journey has led you to this place in this moment today so that you can be baptized into Christ because you believe in the sacrifice that Jesus made and that he truly is the one and only Son of God. Guys, God is faithful. He has brought you here for a reason this morning. Either so you could confess the sin that's in your life, that you could confess the name of Jesus, or that you could shout and say, God is faithful. So let's shout hallelujah and you respond accordingly. Let's stand and sing.